Hello again and welcome back to Revival on the Air today. I'm chatting today with Paul who shares his remarkable story of healing and second chances. In his wild university days in around 1998, Paul searched for and was excited to find God when a friend told him about the need to be baptised of both water and of the Holy Spirit, which he did. However, after seven years, Paul's faith was still weak and the lure of a world of fast living pulled him away from his faith and from the church. Then, in 2015, Paul's world came crashing around him when he was diagnosed with liver cancer. Liver cancer is the fifth most commonly occurring cancer in men and the ninth in women. You can find out some more information about liver cancer at www.wcrf.org. Although he'd walked away from God, Paul knew through the Holy Spirit that was inside him that God could heal him. He repented and turned back to God through prayer and fellowship and was miraculously healed of the cancer. Today, Paul is cancer-free and no longer leads the life that saw him involved in his seedy business interests. He's appreciative of his renewed health, his God-given peace and a second chance to live a life that is pleasing to God. Do enjoy this wonderful story. Paul, welcome to Revival on the Air today. Happy to be here. We're at our international convention here in Adelaide. Yep. Now, from your accent, you're not from Adelaide. No, I'm from Hong Kong, and um, now I'm staying in China. Yeah, good. So, last night you gave your testimony, yep. a healing testimony, testimony, a miraculous healing testimony, yep. which we're going to get into in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gave that in front of 2,000 people. Yeah, it was very nerve-wracking. Yeah. I was very scared at that time. Yeah. Well, it's just the two of us now. Yeah, great. So, tell me, where did your desire to follow God start? Mm. Well, um, I came to the Lord in uh, 1998, and um, I was witnessed by uh, one of my uh, university um, uh, friend. So um, at that time, I was been searching, searching God. My mom was uh, in a Christian church, but however, the Christian church, um, the way they preach is is totally. I felt a, a little bit awkward, is because um, I need to go through some. Christian course, you know, a Bible study course in order for me to get baptized. Mm. So I felt, you know, what, why I need to study before I can enter, you know, the kingdom of God. Which is strange because there's nothing obviously in the New Testament about that. The, yeah. the disciples didn't go to school to okay. study about Jesus. They just yeah. got baptized. True, true, true. <laughs> so I, I felt kind of, you know, weird. So, um, so I, I, I told my mom, I said, well, I don't think this is a, a church for me. Mm. So I've been praying, you know. So um, praise God that um, uh, I was witness. And then um, by my, you know, um, college friend. Um, so I went to Singapore. That is how I met Pastor Colin Tan. Mm-hmm. At that time, I purposely flew from Hong Kong to Singapore just to see, you know, what, what it's all about. You know, with, anyway, that was the time that was I was having a break. So I went to Singapore just for leisure, pleasure, and then also go to see the assembly. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was very exciting when I first came uh, to see the truth because Pastor Colin just, you know, laid out the truth. He showed me all the scripture, you know, the book of Acts, you know, how we received the um, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit by the evidence of speaking in tongues. So I felt it's very fascinating. So mm-hmm. I just say, wow, 
this is all scripturized and everything is really laid out clearly so there's no doubt and um you know and then pastor colin just told me a very simple thing i said well do, do i need to attend any you know courses or anything he said what for you know if you are decided you want to be with god we can baptize you right now mm. so immediately you know i got baptized and um immediately i received the holy spirit speaking in tongues yeah right wow and so who was paul before that what sort of person were you yeah i was just like normal college students but i was more into the aggressive way you know i smokes you know i smoke a lot of marijuana you know because i was doing my five years in uh, university i was in hawaii all of my friends are doing marijuana they're smoking drugs we go party we go drinking you know as long as we are not in class then we will just go to the beach you know just sleep in the beach drinking you know just party all, all the way you know yeah. so that's how most of the college students are sometimes yeah yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. And so why did you decide that you wanted to follow God? What Was there anything particular that set you on a path to look for God? Yeah, because I strongly believe that, you know, there, there, there is a certain someone, at least there's someone to create this earth. You know, I've been searching for that. I said, well, I mean, not everything will just come automatically. Mm. And I, I don't strongly believe there is the black hole theory or there's apes and so forth. I think there is a higher power mm. that create this earth. So, yeah, that's how I've been searching. So eventually I, I read the Bible and from Genesis, then I found, wow, yes, God made it, made this, this world. Yeah, you know? right, wow. And so when was that? Back in 98, did you say? Yeah, 98. Yeah, okay. But it wasn't that that roses, you know, it wasn't that good because I left the assembly in 2005. Yeah. I was very happy once I get baptized. Uh, I brought, um, I was witness to um, my relatives, you know, all my friends. Because uh, actually in Hong Kong at that time, we have about 45 saints at that time, mostly relatives. Mm. But somehow it fell apart. You yeah. know, the church unfortunately fell apart because one of my auntie was in another church and um, she wasn't very happy, you know, of what we believe in. So in a way, she thought that, you know, we're in a cult and so so forth because mm. they don't have the Holy Spirit and so mm. forth. So eventually some of my relatives left mm. the assembly. My faith was very weak at that time. Right. Also. So I fell away. Yes. Yeah. So I was back into the wilderness, you know, yes. and I was... The things I was dealing with is even more worse than the college year that I was. You know, I was dealing with a lot of bad influences. Mm. You know, I have bad friends. You know, all my partners was in the entertainment business. Yeah. So, um, and some of them are even in, in we call it in Hong Kong, we call it the secret society. Right. Where they do a lot of illegal okay. things. Yeah. So, I was in a very bad mess. So, and, uh, secret society. So, is that a bit like a mafia or, a, yeah, that yeah, type of... Yeah, I mean, it's not as big as the mafia, yeah. but uh, it's like they do a lot of illegal operations, yeah, you know, okay. in Hong Kong. And, um, you know, that is how... There's a nightlife in Hong Kong, and that is how the people make business at night. Yeah. yeah okay. So I was those kind of, I wasn't really into the society, but, you know, my partners and some friends yeah. are in that yeah. society. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So how did you come back to decide that you wanted to, you yeah. know, rekindle your you know, relationship with God and, and fellowship? Yeah, praise the Lord. It was because I felt a lot of sorrow at that time. I feel very lost doing this um, 
10 or 12 years because I feel a lot of bitterness, you know, in my heart. And uh, the, the friends I was having was, I don't see they're having joy because um, most of my clients, because I used to own a, a, a club, nightclub and yeah. a, a bar and most of my clients you know all my friends they are like trust fund kids where, whereby they are pretty well off yeah. you know but their parents is just thought of the whole entire life already so they don't need to worry about what, what's going to happen tomorrow you know there, there's there's going to be food on the table every day so i mean the life they're dealing with they take cocaine every day mm. they drink having marijuana it's like having cigarettes you know for yeah. them it's like burn, burn using the money is like no no option for them yeah so every night you know i've been seeing them doing over and over over and over and then um they will have you know having a lot of prostitutes sitting around next to them so i mean their life is in a big mess so i've been entertaining with this kind of people for quite some time and I, I felt very sorry for myself. Mm. So in a way, I want to withdraw myself at that time, but I couldn't, you know, because that is how my income, most yeah. of my income comes from them. And you saw their unhappiness. Yes. And even though they naturally had everything, you know, had no money worries, exactly. etc. So that is how I discovered, you know, money cannot buy you happiness mm. and cannot buy you this peace. So, but there were times at night, I've been praying the spirit, you know, I said, Lord, you know, uh, I needed help, but the next day I fall back into the world again. Yeah, things happen in the year 2015. I had this dramatic pain in 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 my stomach, but I don't know what's going on. What happened was um, I went for a checkup. You know, the, the I went for a specialist. The specialist is specially into the stomach and uh, liver function specialist. He after he went saw my ultrasound report. He diagnosed that, you know, I was having a liver cancer. And wow. there's a tumor in my liver, which is about 2, two cm. 2 centimeters, yeah. 2 centimeters. And there's not just one, there's two. Wow. So I think one on the left side and one more in, in the left left side. So both. So he said, you know, it's not going to be a bad shape. You know, I mean, I'm going to be in a bad shape. You know, he needs to go see whether the cancer has been spread. Yeah. So he has arranged another checkup for me, which is, uh, you know, a CT scan mm -hmm. and an MRI scan. So that was the time that uh, my whole world dropped. I'll bet. Yeah. So, yeah, I was afraid, you know. I was afraid dying. Because I'm not afraid of dying. It's just that, you know, I was afraid that I'm going to go to hell. Yes. Right. I, I was so scared that, you know, I'm going to go to hell because the things I was dealing with, yeah. I was in, I was immoral, you know, I was, fil I was very filthy. Mm. So I'm sure that, you know, God wasn't pleased of what I was doing. Mm. But first, when I heard this news, the first thing I have thought of one person was uh, Pastor Colentan because I knew, you know, my God would heal me. So I gave Pastor Colin Tan a call, and then I said, "Hey, Pastor and had you spoken to Pastor Colin? No, for I haven't a long spoken time? to him ages. Yeah, right. Yeah, I haven't spoken to him ages. But yeah, so he heard my phone call. He was surprised too. But in a way, he's very calm. I said, "You know, Pastor Colin, I'm sick." He said, "What happened?" I said, "Well, um, I think I have liver cancer. Um, can you pray for me?" Um, he he has a very um, stern voice he just said yeah brother i'll pray for you but you know the lord will heal you 
but are you, what are you going to do with your life? You know, yeah. because I think he knows what I was going through because my mom was still in the assembly at that time. So he probably know my story. So he said, well, are you going to continue with this life or are you going to do something about it? It's an interesting question because he clearly was going to pray for your illness. Yes. But I imagine in his heart, his greater concern was for your spiritual well-being. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So true. Me and him, we have a good relationship before. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, he said, yeah, I'll pray for you. So we just hang up, you know. So um, I was praying at that time. You know, I, I dropped everything. I turned off my mobile phone. I was just... You know, I was just shutting myself down. So that one period of, um, before I go for the CT scan and the MRI, MRI scan, I was at home, you know, just reading Bibles. I've been praying. And then the, the day finally And so came. had you done much reading or praying since, you know, b- before that time? None. Right. Honestly. There are a few times I pray in the spirit and yeah. I cried. Yeah. Um, that was probably middle of the night. I felt like very sad for myself but yeah. I don't know why but I think it's just like my Holy Spirit is like shaking me yeah, okay. he wants me to do something good but however my flesh have overcome yeah. the spirit so I was shutting the spirit down so at that time after you'd been diagnosed and after yeah. you'd rung Pastor Colin you're back into reading your Bible back to praying yeah. and then sort of shutting out the world again exactly did yeah. you feel like at that point it was another repentance you know that it was time very true yeah. very true I, I felt that um especially that week I feel peace even though I'm still not sure what is the outcome gonna be uh-huh. but you know I felt that there's an inner peace telling me not to be worried yeah yeah and then, which is uh, a bit strange isn't it yes That's really a, I think that inner peace is something that is really hard to understand given the, the weight of circumstances very surround true. you but it really is an amazing uh, an amazing thing that we're promised in so the Bible true. Mm. so true yeah. So what happened was, you know, the day came, you know, um, uh, went for the checkup and, um, you know, I can get the report straight away that night. I was nervous, nervous at that time. So when the doctor knocked on my uh, 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 room, you know, in the, in the hospital, in the ward room, he was shaking his head. You know, at that time, he was shaking his head. I said, oh, no, not, not good, <laughs> not good. But... Um, I finally know why he shook his head is because that he couldn't find anything. Mm. My whole entire organ was in place and plus my liver was, he couldn't see any cancer virus going on. So from his perspective, from his professional opinion, I can see, you know, he's very puzzled, you know, and he doesn't have any beliefs, I can tell. Mm. So, you know, he's been just, he don't know why he said well i i don't know why he told me he doesn't know why but um he said well i just want to make sure let me have a double check so he withdraw my blood and so he asked a nurse to come to withdraw my blood so when i gave my hand for the nurse to withdraw my blood i have tears coming through my eyes and then i just said you know praise god and thank you father you know Mm. i know i'm healed Mm. i know i'm completely healed and um you know, I just want to praise him, and then um, I knew I knew the report came back would be nothing. Mm. You know, I'll be I'll be very cl- I, I'm safe. Mm. So the first mm. thing I did was just praying him. I said, so I, I told everyone get out of the room, and then I just stopped praying. I said, Lord, thank you, um, thank you for healing me. And then um, yeah, I went back home. The first thing I did was um, 
I disconnect my phone. This mobile phone has been with me for ever since I was I came back from college. You know, I have lots of contact at that time. You know, my business partner, entertainment, a lot of things. I went to the network company, you know, like Horizon, you know, that, yeah. that AT&T, that sort yeah. of thing in Hong Kong. So I went to that uh, company. I said, please c- shut this phone down for me. And then I was out. I was totally out of that. So that was your way of disconnecting yourself from your old life. Exactly. So that those influences and the bad people that you'd been involved with couldn't contact you anymore. Yeah. Mm. First thing that I cut off my phone. The next thing is I went to my bar. I uh, went to my company. My bar, I actually, I didn't sell my share. I gave all my share to my partner for wow. free. Absolutely free. I said, well... You know, congratulations, but, you know, I, I'm done with this. They were surprised. They said, what's wrong with you? Are you sick? Are you mad? You know, he said, well, I said, you know, I, I need to find my life back. You know, I'm, I'm tired. He mm-hmm. said, what's wrong? I said, well, I have this inner peace and hope one day I'll be able to share with them. Mm. So um, they were, of course, you know, they're in the world. They said, well, thank you. You know, they, they're, you know. I can imagine they wouldn't understand that no, at all. no. So, um, but, um, so that's how I stepped out of my business and, um, you know, gradually I just backed out all my stuff and then, um, I was invited by, uh, one of the brother in, in China, in Xi'an. He said, well, hey brother, why don't you come to my, um, our assembly, you know, just to see what, you know, can you be able to assist? So I went to Xi'an for half a year and then, you know, I was just helping out with the assembly until yeah. now. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, and no, this is so. I feel so much uh, peace, and I feel so much joy, and I'm just so happy to be back. Mm, amazing, and you can see the smile on your face. It's yes, pretty. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a great testimony. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing it. I really, uh, I really appreciate. it. I'm glad we connected today. Thank you, brother, for That's having good. me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Paul, for sharing a wonderful story at our recent international convention in Adelaide. It's a great story of both health and spiritual wholeness. It also tells of God's goodness and mercy in granting second chances. The story brings to mind a verse in 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14, which speaks of God's forgiveness and his healing grace. It says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. If you too would like to access God's blessing, whether it's for a healing need, a change in life circumstances, or you would like direction on how to find a new life purpose, then visit www.therevivalfellowship.com or feel free to contact me, Ben Campbell, via email at podcast at revivalontheairtoday.com. Thanks for tuning in. I invite you to listen to some of the other recorded episodes of what God has done. Just scroll back through all the past episodes on your podcast app. I think we're nearly around 40 episodes now. Or on our webpage, www.revivalontheairtoday.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Until our next episode, God bless.